Welcome to Girl Scout Phraseology, a new little mini-series within the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience podcast, where we offer a brief description and explanation of different terms and phrases you might hear in Girl Scouting. Today, we're going to talk about council. So we already talked in a previous Girl Scout Phraseology episode a little bit about GSUSA and national headquarters, and we established that GSUSA is different and separate from your council organization. So your Girl Scout Council is a local cooperation of Girl Scouts. It's regional or geographic, geographically based. Um, some of them may take up a whole state, or if you live in a really urban area, you may have like three or four councils right in your general vicinity. Some of the really large, highly populated states like California have several councils. There used to be a whole lot more Girl Scout councils than there are today. So just about 13 or 14 years ago, there were over 300 Girl Scout councils. Today, there are 112 Girl Scout councils in the United States. Whatever Girl Scout council you belong to is also distinctly separate from any other Girl Scout council. It's all under the Girl Scout umbrella, but they are separate organizations. So volunteers or employees who are a part of the Girl Scouts of Greater LA are not the same as volunteers or employees of the Girl Scouts North Carolina Coastal Pines Council. Those are two distinctly separate organizations. So they're employees of separate organizations, even though it's all housed under the Girl Scouts umbrella, right? So because of that, there's certain things that are the same because they're chartered by GSUSA. So there are certain things that are the same, like the program is the same, the uniforms are the same, the customs and traditions are the same, the pathways are the same, the cookies are similar, if not the same. We've talked in a previous episode about how there's two separate bakers and Girl Scout councils actually get to choose which baker they're going to sell cookies from. So that's one way that they're different. They also manage their own budgets. They have their own board of directors. They have their own CEOs and executive leadership. And because they're geographic based, they have different rules and restrictions and regulations uh, that they need to live up to in serving girls and in acting as a nonprofit organization. So depending on where your council is, you might have different rules about how to handle money or um, different amounts of money for donations. You might have different rules or restrictions around safety guidelines. Generally speaking, we use the same safety progression for Girl Scouts nationwide. However, there are some restrictions that exist in certain states that don't exist in others, and those definitely have to be taken into account. Um, Some things that might vary would be along the lines of safety would be like seatbelt laws, booster seat laws, who can sit in the front seat. Those are just a few examples. Girl Scouts can provide guidelines nationally, but at the end of the day, you have to know and understand your local laws and restrictions around those kinds of safety. So, councils widely vary. Now, with that being said, the term council 
not usually referred to as the council or my council or whatever, just council usually refers to specifically council staff. So it's usually um, essentially like an abbreviation for council staff, just referring to council. Council says this, council does this, council never listens when blah, blah. So if you hear people referring to council, they're usually referring to council staff or the decision makers in your Girl Scout council. Now, technically, all girl members and adult members are part of the council, right? So technically, when you refer to council, blah, 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 officially, you're talking about yourself. But the way that it's just conversationally referred to is that council is council staff or council decision makers. Now, quite regularly, if I'm being frank, when someone refers to counsel doing something, it's usually a complaint. So that's also something that you can kind of prepare yourself for and sort of filter out. Um, just know that most of the time when people talk about counsel, it's going to be probably some level of negative feedback. That's okay, because we're all allowed to um, have our own feelings and experiences. And honestly, if you have negative feedback in a certain way, it needs to be expressed because that's the only way to bring about change, right? We teach our girls to understand how to recognize when something is unfair or unjust or not working or problematic and to take action on those problems. So the same should apply for adults. So if we notice that something is not working or broken or unfair or unjust, then it is essential that we find a way to take action on that. With that being said, one of the main reasons why I created this podcast was to try to help with a little bit of the perspective on both sides to try to help close that gap a little bit so that the tension that sometimes exists between council staff and volunteers was a little bit smaller. Just try to close that gap a little bit. So hopefully this helps give you a little bit of an understanding, but sometimes there is a little bit of, um, of tension that exists there. So a lot of times when we're referring to council, that is what we're referring to, even though technically council includes all of us. So a couple more differences that I just wanna make sure are abundantly clear your membership fee that you pay every year and that your girls pay every year, 100% of that $25 annual membership fee goes to GSUSA. If you buy a lifetime membership fee, 100% um, of that lifetime membership goes to GSUSA. Your council might charge additional annual dues that go to them. They have the option of doing that depending on the restrictions in your state and the budget in your state but generally speaking that $25 membership fee that annual membership fee that 100% goes to GSUSA. 100% of the cookie profits stay local so they pay the cost back to the baker and then 100% of the profit stays within your council whether that's your council or your troop. So none of the cookie profit goes to GSUSA. None of your cookie profit goes to GSUSA. So the ways that GSUSA does benefit from cookies is of course, brand awareness and identity and membership recruiting, of course. 
and also because they make money off of the use of their logo, their artwork, when they make deals with the bakers of what goes on the boxes, right? So if you have the same baker, then your box looks the same no matter where you live. And that's a GSUSA brand issue. So they make money off their brand. Similarly, they also make deals with ice cream and coffee creamer and yogurt and cereal and I don't even know what else these days that are Girl Scout themed, Girl Scout cookie flavored, and GSUSA makes the profit off of those things because they're making deals with other brands. They're creating part corporate partnerships so that they can mutually benefit from sharing their logo on things. So GSUSA is making money there. Okay, the council's not making any of that money. So that's kind of the, the differences back and forth there. Hopefully this is clear. Um, if you ever want to make a donation, important that you know, Girl Scouts is distinctly different from your council. So if you specifically want to make a donation or solicit donations to the Girl Scouting organization, make sure you're really clear about whether that money is something that you want to contribute to your council's operating budget or national's operating budget. Hopefully that gives you a little bit more insight and clarity. I know this has been short and sweet. That's kind of the point. That's the goal of Girl Scout phraseology. I want to just be able to break down some of these phrases and these terms. I've heard some new leaders describe that getting involved with Girl Scouts is kind of like hearing people speaking another language. So I thought that it would be easy if I just released a few episodes here and there, breaking down some of the terms and phrases in Girl Scouting. If you have a term or a phrase that you think should be covered, either you don't know what it means or you do know and you think that it would be really helpful if other people knew, send me an email or leave it in the Facebook group or drop it in a review. And whoever you are, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode of Girl Scout Phraseology or the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience, which also includes interviews. It includes news and information about Girl Scouting. It includes research from the Girl Scout Research Institute, and it also includes tips and strategies that you can use and apply directly to your troop today. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. That's all for today's episode. This podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by GSUSA. It is completely run by volunteers and girls. Follow us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.girlscoutpodcast.com.